do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, family. Welcome, everybody. You're all mm-hmm. our family. Mm-hmm. Nether episode. Yep. Man. Cranking them out. We're just cranking them out. This is the look back to back. We're doing them back to back tonight, but uh, we won't tell you which one, so <laughs> you'll have to guess. Um, easy, man. What's been going on, dude? It's been good, man. It's been good. A lot of good things happening in life. Uh, I would. I, I, it's weird. I say that <laughs> because go ahead, start preaching. <laughs> <laughs> literally right after okay um it's weird i say that that it's going good because i'm in a process of like looking for a new job mm-hmm. a new full-time job and stuff and um one of the places that i had applied for like denied me about two years ago or a year ago sure. where it was and something um this past tuesday was like just apply again mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm why am I going to do that if That's I already applied and nothing happened? And it was just like in a very calm voice. And it was like, apply again. <laughs> it's like, okay. Little, little nudge, little And prompt. as soon as I'm applying, I finished the application process. And I had this piece over me with that application. Mm. And I was like, I feel good about this. Nice. I feel good about this. But then like... What day is it today? Today's Friday? Today's Friday, yeah. So today I was supposed to have the interview with them, and they never called. Like, I had no... Hmm. They basically were like, well, can we reschedule, like, an hour later? And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. And then an hour mm-hmm. later happened, and they never called. And I was like, okay, I guess they're just really busy. I'm just going to let them, you know, do their thing. It's one of those phone interviews. Sure. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm just let them... I guess they're busy or whatever. And then I text her, the person that's going to interview me at, like, one thirty, and I'm like, hey... If you're going to call, you know, any time before three would, would be perfect. <laughs> and she, and then she doesn't get back to me until literally I come here. Like I'm right up about like on my way here. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, but by this time I'm already like, oh my God, why did I apply and do this again when I knew this would happen? And I'm like, ah, here we go again. And then she gives me a call and she's like, all right. Uh, I was really busy. I'm really sorry. So can we schedule for like Monday? And I was like, sure. And I went online and like picked another time. But, you know, through all of this, I'm still like, hmm, I feel good still. I'm at peace with everything. And if I don't get the job, hey, you know what? I'll keep looking. But I want this one. So, yeah, I am 100 percent, you know, praying for it and stuff. Talked to a few people about it last night. Uh, just to, you know, ease my mind and stuff and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So season of unknown right now, Yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm doing good. <laughs> Dude, I'll be praying for you. Everyone listening is going to be praying yeah. for you, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, real quick, Holy Spirit just told me, like reminded me of something. Um, so <laughs> you're, you're saying that you kind of, it like you waited basically till the last minute, but mm-hmm. you were still kind of like faithful in it. You're still like, all right. I'm going to wait. I'm going yeah, to wait exactly. until it just reminds me of the story of Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just remind, it reminds me of, you know, that, that just kind of that patience mm-hmm. uh, of, of just trusting up until the last minute. Like, all right, like you said it, it's going to happen. Yeah. You said it like, <laughs> like Abraham yeah. with that knife, like I, I, I can just imagine over I, Isaac, and he's like, mm-hmm. God, like, all right, this is the last possible moment, and 
it was just in that time mm-hmm. where, where God cried out to Abraham and, and stopped them. So just being faithful up to the last, the last minute of things mm-hmm. is sometimes the greatest thing we can do. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of Isaac, we're not talking about Isaac today, but his, Follow that lineage. But his son, Jacob. We are, Jacob. <laughs> say that again. Jacob. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Jacob today and the title of this episode you'll you probably already saw it but you just poked yourself in the eye <laughs> <laughs> I took my glasses off and yeah. poked myself in the eye um we're we're talking about wrestling with god mm. in this episode mm. we're going to be talking about wrestling with god in this episode this a- very close to my heart on this mm-hmm. season of my life i i I have been really struggling, like not like with my faith and belief, but like just like in those moments where like, oh, God, did you really say this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. smiling through clenched teeth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to jump into this. It's going to be in Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 to 32. We got a ways to go, guys. So sit and strap yourselves in your seat. Strap up, listen up. And here we go. And it says that night. What night? That night. Because God will meet you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. He had nothing else. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Mm -hmm. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that the hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he said. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God, with humans, and and with humans, and have overcome. Hmm. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But the man said, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Then he blessed him there. Ooh, I feel something on that. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Moral of the story, don't eat the, 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 the tendon attached to the socket of the hip. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Connection Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, real quick, because this, I just felt this as I was reading it. Um, first of all, that night, Jacob got up. Mm-hmm. First of all, what I just said. But mm-hmm. then, um, where it says... Uh, but but he replied, why do you ask my name? And then it says, then he blessed him there. Mm-hmm. Then he blessed him there. Again, God will meet you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. You know, reminds me of the song here again mm-hmm. um, by Elevation Worship that says, yeah, the Lord song, is in this place. What place? This place. This no, no, place. No matter where you are, like the Lord is there. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, as we're filming or recording this episode... Uh, Elevation released their new, or not their new, not so new, but new, new version of songs. 
Oh my goodness. And the paradoxology. Go to, oh my god, go listen to it. If you haven't already by the time this comes out, you need to go watch it and go listen to it. It is literal music from heaven. It's amazing. Like <laughs> I don't understand how they can keep mm-hmm. just the, the creativity behind this and the the just the beauty of this album is incredible. So go download Elevation Worship's new album, Paradoxology. You will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. If you want if you want a sneak peek of what heaven's going to sound like, go listen to this. It's great. Yeah. Um, but in this song here again, you know, they, 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 they say this, um, the Lord is in this place. Yep. The Lord is in this place. And it's about Jacob and it's about, but it's, it's a different time of Jacob's life when he has this dream. Um, and he wakes up and says, wow, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Surely the Lord is here and is in this place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this idea that Jacob has just wrestled all night, right? Like think about this from probably like when the sun went down until daybreak. So all night he's up, he's struggling, he's fighting. And, and this angel or God is, is says that he blessed him there. Like in the place where he was weakest in his place of greatest, probably maybe disappointment. Mm-hmm. place of greatest struggle like he blessed him there didn't wait until he got back up and his hip was healed like he blessed him in the weakness and in the 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 struggle is where he was blessed mm. i just think there's something on that so um you know Ooh, hold on sorry go go for it go for just it just a quick question uh maybe it gets answered by the end of this episode okay but i just i want to know what the significance of uh, when uh, verse twenty five, when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched <laughs> the socket of Jacob's hip so that he that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Why is that verse in there? Hmm. Maybe we'll find out why. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 being serious. Like I'm asking. Oh, you. okay. <laughs> like I'm not asking. Like we, oh, why? Because our listeners are gonna you know find I, out the answer by I then. Mean, we can go ahead and say it now. I don't think it matters what order we say this stuff. No, no I mean, if, you, if we got it, we'll, we'll get there. But, you know, t- to me, that's just going through this. It's so, why is that significant in that, you know? So. It is, it's very significant. It is, yeah. it is very significant. I think we'll get to it later. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll save that for later because it is kind of down in, in our uh, notes mm-hmm. a little bit. So, but it's powerful, right? Because it's exactly. like, well, that's strange. Like of all the places, like. Like Jacob and this angel and God, like or God or the wrestling, and all of a sudden he touches his hip socket. Well, for me, it's like why? Okay, you can't. For example, we know that that's God, obviously, right? right wrestling, right? This Jacob. is God wrestling with Jacob. Yes. Why is it like? To me, it almost raises the question: Is God a sore loser? Hmm. Hmm. Because it's okay. like all I right. couldn't take you down, bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna like cheap shot you. Okay. I'm gonna let you walk away with this, and. uh you yeah, know, like going to be wobbling out. Like, was Jacob re- like that close to overcoming God? Yeah, and like God was just like, "Hey, I'm a sore loser. I'm gonna mm-hmm. touch you here, and I'm a like a cheap shot." Yeah, I'm gonna use my power, my supernatural power, oh. to just be like, "Bing!" Now you're bruised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's a good to me, question. it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. it's a good question yeah. to have. Like, or or is there a significance to it? Like, with God's being yeah. like, okay, because of the strength that you show. You know, you not you don't have to have a weakness, but hey, yo, I'm still God. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking We're, questions. We'll here. get to it later. I like that. <laughs> I like that question though, because I'm sure a lot of people read this and say, "Why? Like, yeah, why? Why would God do this? Mm-hmm. Like, He's God. It's so weird you for know? the story. Yeah, you know. 
And it's often, and when you read through scripture and you're reading through the Bible, like these are the moments where like the greatest revelation will come. Mm -hmm. It's often in the insignificant Mm -hmm. passages that Mm -hmm. you might skip over Mm -hmm. that God is revealing something so, so powerful in what he is doing. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, a a message Pastor Stephen Furtick preached on reputation rehab. Oh, yeah. Right? Talking about the prostitute Rahab. Oh, yeah. And without going too much into it and giving the whole story, like essentially he draws, he, he finds in the Bible that Rahab is um, old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. She's mentioned in the old Testament and she's a prostitute. Okay. She's a harlot. <laughs> and so, in the book of Matthew, as we're going through the genealogy to get to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. something that we would normally skip over, like, Oh, it's just a bunch of names. It's all this. In that genealogy, there's a man mentioned, I don't remember his name, but it says, whose mother was Rahab. Mm. In order to get to Jesus Christ, you have to go through Rahab the prostitute to mm. get to Jesus Christ mm. and his lineage. And then later on in, the, in Hebrews, <clears throat> what is it, 11, the Hall of Faith? Or yeah, yeah, Hebrews yeah. somewhere? Um, the author is listing all these great people, and by faith, you know, this person did this, by faith, this, by faith, this person. Mm-hmm. And it says, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, you know, who like hid the spies and saved the Israelites kind of thing. And then immediately after that, it says, um, and what more can I say? I don't have time to talk about like Samson, David, Mm -hmm. Samuel. Like you don't have time to talk about David, the greatest king of Israel, Mm -hmm. but you can talk about a prostitute. Like Mm -hmm. you just got to go listen to the message. It's incredible. It's life changing. Um, I was actually there live. For that one. Yeah. That was one I listened to uh, at Elevation Church, which was awesome. So go look it up. Reputation Rehab by Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church. Nice. Um, So yeah, it's often in the details where God will live and where he will reveal um, a great glory about himself and a great great Mm -hmm. revelation Mm -hmm. to us. So we will, we'll we'll get there. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny growing up, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were the same, but I used to watch like wrestling. As a mm. kid, like WWE or WWF mm-hmm. was what it was called back then. But like I used to like love, I had like probably action figures of it mm-hmm. and like the, the toys and stuff. But I used to love watching it and like the wrestling matches and uh, even went to a few live events myself. Did you ever watch uh, it growing I've up? Never, <laughs> I've never really seen WWE. Okay. But I've been to like luchadora matches. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> out there in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, you know, yeah. I've seen those live and those are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. and I watched it for quite a long time, like really even into my young college years uh, and whatever, but it was, it was entertainment. But the thing about it is it's fake. Yeah. I'm, I just bursted, bursted somebody's bubble. I'm sorry. Don't you, you tell me that wrestling is <laughs> fake. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it is scripted. Like the outcome is already set before the the match even happens. Oh my lord, thank you, spirit that just came to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you probably know where I'm going with this. Like before any of the matches happen, they are scripted. Mm-hmm. The outcome has been decided. Mm-hmm. Do you think in this story of Jacob that God came to him and didn't know what was going to happen, mm-hmm. or that in any? Huh. Or that in any story in the Bible, God didn't already know the outcome. Do you think yeah. Jesus Christ on the cross, or what, going up to the cross, think he didn't know what the outcome was going to be? Hmm. 
Mm. And that's, oh my goodness. Well, here's another way to think about it, too. You're saying all, that God already knows all the matches and the outcomes that we're going to have oh. and go through. Ooh. God also knows the matches and the outcomes that you won't have, oh. that you won't go through. That, ooh. <laughs> that we put ourselves in that we weren't even <laughs> exactly, supposed to be in. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Those are the ones that... <laughs> <laughs> and and going and going back to this, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting excited. I'm about to shout the walls down of my apartment. It says, then he blessed him there, where in the in in the struggle, in the wrestling match, like he blessed him in the outcome, mm-hmm. even though he mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Whew. Okay, everyone, take a second, breathe, <laughs> calm ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so a little bit of a background to the story. Um, so Jacob, right, is the son of Isaac Mm -hmm. and Isaac had Jacob and Esau and you can go and read the story of these two brothers. But essentially what had happened was that Jacob had stolen Esau's blessing. Yeah. uh, The birthright to, to become the next in line for the family, um, for the, the, the throne. And so Jacob ends up stealing Esau's birthright Mm -hmm. and Esau gets mad, you know, as you probably should, because Esau traded his birthright for a bowl of soup. Mm -hmm. Not a great trade. (laughs) I want soup now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've all been there, right? Like you've just been dying of hunger. You've just been been so thirsty or just like so just like I need it now. like we will get to a point where we will just drink up anything mm-hmm. some of us know a little bit more about being more thirsty than others do <laughs> um <laughs> just saying talking to you on instagram <laughs> honestly though but um and so so they they make this trade and Esau gets really pissed off and he's like I'm going to kill you Jacob and Jacob flees, right? Mm-hmm. And right before this struggle happens, um word had come to Jacob that Esau was coming to meet him. Hmm. And Jacob is saying, "Oh my god, he's coming to kill me. Like he's going to kill me in the night or something." And he's like freaking out. And so he sends out like these kinds of groups of people before him to meet Esau and give him all these gifts and um that's why it says like he left his possessions there and all this kind of stuff. And ooh, I just got something else too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> so and then and then this happens in the middle, mm-hmm. right? So we're in this story is in the middle between of Jacob and Esau meeting and mm-hmm. Jacob thinking mm-hmm. that Esau is going to come to kill him. And then on the other side of the story is where Jacob does meet Esau. Like mm-hmm. the brothers come together. But rather than Esau killing his brother, he embraces him. Mm. So on mm. one side, again, one side of the story, Jacob has a, he has a concept of what's going to happen. Yeah. He has a concept of the outcome. He has a mm-hmm. concept of what is on the other side of this quote unquote struggle. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is God had already set up the outcome for these two to be reconciled to each other to that, for that embrace to happen. Mm-hmm. But Jacob had to go through the struggle. Mm. to be changed mm-hmm. for that outcome, mm-hmm. right? Jacob, and that's why his name was changed in that story. Jacob goes through the struggle to have his name changed for God to give him a new identity for the outcome God had already planned for him. <laughs> and hundreds and hundreds of years later, the same thing happens to Paul. Yeah. Yeah. 
literally. And that's the thing. God is in the business of changing names. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, we'll talk about this a little bit later on. But like God, God will change your name because the outcome he has for you is greater than what you are going through right now or yep, what you're struggling yep. with or dealing with. Like the outcome that God has set requires a change in your life. Mm-hmm. It's what it comes down to. Um, so point number one in this story is that God encourages us to wrestle with him. Hmm, now that sounds... Sounds weird, right? Weird, it's, no. It's like, I don't know about that. Eh, does, we, should so we wrestle? God wants me to wrestle him? Like, I don't want to wrestle with God. He's like, he's God. Yeah. Like, I should just be faithful all the time and not have any doubt and not struggle and not worry and not be anxious and, and all this kind of stuff. But I think God really does encourage us to to wrestle with him. He mm-hmm. Like, he wants... This is going to sound kind of weird, but maybe God wants us to, to struggle with him. Mm-hmm. To, like, be in that, just like that uncomfortable, just like... Oh God, I don't like this. Like, you know, just kind of pushing back and forth and pulling and, and just really like, <sighs> I love, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that the thing with wrestling, you can't wrestle at a distance. Nope. I was just going to say you have to be right there. Yeah. And also another thing about wrestling, it's not technically a battle. Yes. It is not. Yes. It is. It is not. I mean, when I think of wrestling, I think of like, you know, kids playing, like, you know, play fighting right, right. and wrestling. Same thing with WWE and stuff. Like, that's wrestling. It's, they're just playing, fighting yeah, each other, yeah. but they're not, they are not mm. intending on hurting one another. If you really think about it, and that's, that's yep, like the yep. defi- that's the difference between like wrestling and battling, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Battling has an, it, a... An intended outcome of one person of a victory dying or losing or something. Yeah. Whereas wrestling, it's like let's just test each other's right. strengths mm-hmm. and we'll Sparring. call it a draw. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it a draw, or whoever gets put down first, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not meant to hurt you. It's just to test. Like what's that phrase? Iron sharpens iron. Yep, absolutely. It's like it's like that. You know, it's exactly the same. So thing. that's it's cool that you say that you know God encourages us to wrestle with Him versus fight with Him. It's wrestling with him. It's like sparring with God. Like God saying, "Like, okay, you want to, you want to try and test me, or, or not? No, excuse me, not test me. You want to try and see if your way works." Mm, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. God, will, God will let you. He will allow you to try things your own way, mm-hmm. but because He knows, He's like, mm, you can try, mm-hmm. but in the end, you're gonna come back to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, when it comes like to reading the Bible, for example, yep. right? It's like you might struggle with something it says, mm-hmm. and that's that's a way you can like wrestle with God to go back and forth. Say, God, I don't like mm, God. Mm. This is mm. Mm. uh-uh. This doesn't sound right. So, like for example, I don't. Uh, I'll see if I can find it real quick. But it's like in Romans, um, Paul is talking about this, and he's talking. Oh goodness, what is it? Romans 10? Um I apologize. I don't remember exactly where it is. Essentially what what's going on here is Paul is he's saying, you know, like women should live under men. Mm. Um like I don't permit women to speak in the church. Like they shouldn't have authority over men. And it's like that's oh. Ooh, that's not ain't no one preaching about that. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, like, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, like wrestle with that. 
wrestle with some with a verse or a, a, a scripture that is challenging you and and ask God, like, okay, God, like, what are you trying to say here? Like, what are you trying to show me? Like, and wrestle oh with God, it. Let's just go back and forth, and God will show you something. That is the whole Bible. Yeah, literally is. And it's just like... The first two, like, stories in the Bible are two separate <laughs> creation stories. Why would God put two separate creation stories for us to argue about? Mm-hmm. Like, Why? Two separate stories, even about Noah. You have the one with the rainbow, and you have the one without the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, for I'm, I'm flipping to that right now, at the very beginning, because <laughs> some of some of people might be listening and saying, "No, that's not true." Yeah, it is. Believe me, it blew my mind when I found out. So Genesis one, you, you mo- even if you're not a Christian, you know Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it goes through, and God said, "Let there be light. Let there be a vault uh, between the waters to separate the water from mm-hmm. the water." And mm-hmm. uh, God produced a vegetation. Right, this is all in chapter one, and God, um, He created mankind in this story in chapter one, and then it goes into chapter two. And this is weird because verse four says, "This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created." Right. <laughs> Wait a second, I thought we already established this. Yeah, and then if you keep reading through that one, it doesn't line up with the first verse, mm-hmm. the first account. Mm-hmm. It starts off saying, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no it, plant had yet sprung up. Licks. Where's the light? <laughs> what, what happened to the earth and the formless void and all this kind of, what, wait exactly. a second, we're missing something here. And that's the thing, right? It's that, it's, it's the wrestling match. It's like, God, what are you trying to, why are we, these different? Exactly. Oh, right? God. Because God doesn't always say the same thing mm-hmm. in the same way. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, <laughs> because everybody that sits on a Sunday and listens to their pastor preach, you could, you could get 10 people together and they will all come up with 10 separate things yep. that yep. they got out of it. Yep. Never are, is one person or 10 people going to hear the same thing of or, that message. Or have a bunch of pastors. They'll have the same key points, sure. but like... What was but it? what stuck out to them? Exactly, the things most. that stick out to you, or new ideas get planted in you while you're having or you're listening to that message, and you're exactly. just like, oh. And we've experienced that, you and I, many, you know? many times. Many we're sitting times. there, and we're just like, we're gonna have to talk about this one after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never thought about it that way. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, exactly. Um, but yeah. So when and that's the thing when we wrestle with this stuff, it shows persistence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because it could be as simple as saying, well, I don't understand this. So I'm going to close my Bible and that's it. Yep. You know, like, I don't Why want, even try. I'm not even going to try. I, I can't understand it. But it's like when we, when we really engage with it, when we get like in a close proximity or get intimate, like with the Bible and like mm-hmm. start to dive into it, like that's where the wrestling might come in. And that's where God will produce persistence in us. And he will, he, again, he will show you something that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But it produces, but again, it produces persistence in us and persistence persistence will produce a strong character. Mm-hmm. This is why Jacob had to wrestle with God because God needed him to become Israel, mm-hmm. to become that strong character mm-hmm. that he needed mm-hmm. to be. And then Romans chapter five, verses three to four says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. Yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> and like, think about how much this relates back to Israel and, and, and say that again. Just repeat that that part that you said. Suffering produces perseverance, uh-huh. perseverance, character, and character hope. 
Isn't that weird that there's an order to that? <laughs> Can't, oh. How much, oh, dude, how much have we been learning about order and timing and just, mm-hmm. and how much has God been revealing to just, just the two of us about how perfectly ordered everything is and, mm-hmm. and steps and everything. But like, yeah, because you can't have character without perseverance because it won't, you, it won't be character. It'll just be a feeling. Mm-hmm. It'll, you can't have hope without character because, you know, you won't be able to sustain that even hope. Even with wrestling, like if you and I were to wrestle, there's an order of wrestling that we would, like kind of like the unidentified laws of wrestling. Right. You know? The implied thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, if you were to like put my head down and kind of give me a chokehold, my next step is, and as follows, yep. you know, whatever that next step is, but there's always an order to wrestling. There's an order to how to get out of a certain hold or something like that. Like right. when a uh, UFC fighter is yeah. learning, there's a process, like, there's that a they process that they train yep. through. They train <laughs> through a process and in that training, there's always an uh-huh. order uh-huh. of how they're supposed to handle things. <laughs> mm. Goodness me. My goodness. All right, let's continue. Um, <laughs> so going back to, to your question, this is coming up now, your question of like, why on earth? Would the, he touch that socket? Why is he touching the socket of the, the hip of Jacob? When, <sighs> when we wrestle with God, it's not about him showing us how strong he is. Mm-hmm. It's about him showing us how weak we are. Hmm. I'm gonna let that sit. Say it again. When we wrestle with God, Mm -hmm. it's not about how strong God is. It's not about God showing how strong he is. God knows when you're, when you're strong, you don't have to show it. Mm -mm. It's not about, (laughs) I love this man. It's not about God showing how strong he is. It's about him revealing to us our weaknesses. Mm, mm. And that is exactly what he is revealing to Jacob here. Mm. Jacob is on the edge of thinking he's going to be killed and going into his blessing. Jacob is in the middle of what he used to be versus what he's going to be. Mm. And in order for him to get there, God has to touch his hip to remind him you are, you're still, I'm with you. I'm going to bless you here, but you're still, you still need to depend on me because mm-hmm. all it took was one, one touch, one little touch. They've been wrestling, right? They've been touching, like they've been exactly. struggling and in any moment, like Jacob could have collapsed and fallen dead because God just like, just snapped his finger like Thanos, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But what does he do? He touches his hip. Mm -hmm. Like a boop. That's it. (laughs) And Jacob's hip is like thrown out of socket. And he's, and now imagine, okay, I want to paint this picture for you. So like, imagine like Jacob and God are in this, they're like, you know, they're kind of like in a, what do you call that? Like a, a, the arm hold or like. The stance. Yeah. Like in a, a, gosh, what do you call that? A headlock or something, you know? And they're just struggling here and struggling here. And it goes from Jacob fighting against God and pushing against him to where now God touches him and Jacob is now clinging to him. Mm. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. 
I love, I love the story, man, because think about it. Jacob is pushing on God and he's pushing on God and pushing back against God mm-hmm. and pushing back against God. And God will do one little thing in your life to make you depend on him. Oh my God. To, to make you so vulnerable that you have to hold on to him in order to be, to um, go ahead. You mentioned before um, that I should share why I was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you said it because yeah. I was, and I was like, wait, how is that, how is that wrestling with God? But as I'm hearing it, like, yeah. Oh it, my goodness. I didn't. Even, so let me, let me just share real quickly for you guys. And I know some of you had some questions of why I was easy in the hospital. Yeah. You know? So it was what? Four years ago? It was, yeah, it was a while. Ago? It was a while ago. Anyways, it was in September mm-hmm. around that time. Um, I had just turned 21 and I was like going to turn 22, but it was obviously September. Um, so for a full year or whatever it was, um, I'm in this stage of my life because I had always grown up in church. I'm a pastor's son. I'm a PK. Yeah. Um, always grew up, I mean, grew up a PK from like 10 years old and up. Um, so my life was always in church. I lived in Las Vegas. Right. Las Vegas is that type of city where you're driving down to church, and as you're driving to church, Rahab. you see <laughs> you see a red truck driving by with a big old poster of a lady on it, and it says "Hot Girls mm. Dial Seven O Two Six 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 Six." That should be a sign in itself, <laughs> right? So going to church, I'm seeing that sign, mm-hmm. but I'm driving to church, so that was my life. You know, you have all these things in Vegas, but yeah. There I am driving to church with my parents. And so that's how I grew up, you know, always in the church, always giving my time in the church. And when I turned 21, I was like, yeah, I'm going to experiment. Sure. And just try things out. A lot of people do. So I started drinking. I started doing, Mm. you know, smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, Did some drugs that I shouldn't have been doing. Uh, I did cocaine, (laughs) you know, like. Yeah. It's not, I'm not proud of it, but that's just where I was. And, um, so, I mean, I was never dependent on any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's that saying, like God says, you can't serve two masters. Exactly. And you have to have one foot in one, you can't have one foot in one foot out. A good song to listen to about this is No Gray by Jonathan Uh, McReynolds. Awesome song. Listen to that. So beautiful. (laughs) But anyways, um, so here I am. Um, I have this girlfriend. Uh, is my ex now. Uh, at the time, she was my girlfriend, and we were just going out. We were doing things that we shouldn't have been doing. Sure. You know, premarital sex, mm-hmm. drinking, mm-hmm. sleeping with her. We smoked weed. We uh snorted cocaine. We were doing things, you know, just bad Crazy things. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like staying out late, mm-hmm. not getting home. You know, I I even drove home one night pretty drunk. I'm amazed that I made it home. But I'm being completely honest. I was not me. I was someone else. Yeah. I was trying to be someone else. So here I am struggling with all of this. I mean, I'm not struggling with it, but like I'm serving two masters technically. Right, right. I want to taste what it's like to be in the world and also want to still one foot in, one receive foot my blessing mm-hmm. on Sunday. And that's not how God works. Right. 
especially if you're going to be wanting to serve him. He's like, it'd be better if you were just not a Christian (laughs) and didn't believe in me and did this, than be a Christian and believe me and do this. So there I was doing all this stuff. (sighs) And I go out with my girlfriend one night and at the time, and the night that we are relaxed and we are chill, Mm -hmm. funny, right? How God works (laughs) the night we just go out. Uh, if you're in Arizona, we went to this place called Fuzzy Tacos right there on good place, good Mill place. Avenue. We drove to Mill Avenue with intent to get plastered. Right. But then when we got there, when we parked, we were like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't because I ended up driving. I don't want to do that again where I'm driving home drunk um, or buzzed, you know, or mm-hmm. run that risk. So it's like, oh, man. So I said, no, you know what? Let's just have a chill night. Let's just be cool. Uh, let me take you home after. Mm-hmm. Let's not, you know, have sex or anything. Let's just go I'll get some tacos yeah. and call it a night. So we do that. We go, we get, we get some tacos. Uh, I get one beer, but we're, it's not the intent of drinking. And I remember sitting there and I was drinking a Corona. And I say Corona because I liked Coronas. It was the first you know, a couple of Coronas I've had, but I sure. liked them and I liked the taste of them. But when I was drinking this Corona that night, it just tasted weird. Hmm. Okay. It tasted weird. And my shrimp burrito was not good. And I was like, what is this? Fuzzy tacos? Stupid. <laughs> you don't know Mexican food. <laughs> so we finish, I go home, I, I drop her off. I go home. Mind you, it's like 12. Yeah. So that's an early yeah. night. Yeah. Um, I say late, like me. <laughs> you know, if you're a partier or if you were a partier going, being started. home at 12 is an early night. Yeah, that's just getting started. Yeah, that's just getting started. Um, so there we go. There I am. I'm in my room. And I just remember around three in the morning, like having this need to like roll off of my bed. Mm-hmm. And my bed at the time was like pretty high, probably like four, no, three and a half feet tall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. off the ground. So it was like one of those high beds. Yeah. And so like I rolled off and when I fell, I like tipped over like a music stand. Uh, one of my bases like fell on the, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it? Um, like monitor that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, it just made a lot of noise. Right. So my dad wakes up and he's like, what the heck's going on? And I'm standing there. It's going to get graphic from here. I'm standing there like naked in front of my dad. And he's like looking at me like, are you okay? What are you doing? And he sees my eyes and he's like, yo, are you all right? And I just remember looking at him and I just said, I'm so sorry. Hmm. I'm so sorry. Hmm. And I didn't even know why I was saying it. I just remember saying, I'm so sorry. So then my dad says, this is where I blank out. But my dad says that I walked forward and as I'm walking forward, um, his, there's like a little bit of a wall. That's probably about, uh, I want to say like four inches long wide. Yeah. Um, that is, if you go to the right of that little wall, that's my parents' room. If you go to the Mm. left of that wall, that's the stairs downstairs. It's to go downstairs. And I tripped and I fell and I almost went down the stairs. (sighs) But he said, I caught myself and I stood up again and I looked at him and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow. And my dad's like, but what are you sorry for? Yeah. So finally, uh, he says that I just grabbed onto him and I'm a big guy on my dad. 
So like he like kind of fell back into his room, like stumbling backwards, like holding on to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's making all kinds of noise. By this time my mom's awake and she's like, What's happening? What's going on? What's wrong with Easy? Yeah. Freaking um, out. Yeah, exactly. And then it hit. And the reason why I was in the hospitalized was because I had a series of mal seizures mm. that lasted about 12 to 15 minutes each. And a series of a, a series. series. So it wasn't just multiple. one. It was like multiple. So the first one was like 12 minutes. The second one was like 15 minutes. The third one at the house was I had like three or three, about three at the house. And then I had one, two at the hospital when I was already like strapped up um but so i'm 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 sitting my dad sits me down like in his bathroom on the toilet and stuff and like i just lose control of my body like i just Mm, remember like i said i I said i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know what's going on and i just remember losing control of all bodily functions Mm. (laughs) and that's why he sat me down on the the toilet and i had a seizure another seizure right there and i just i broke the toilet in half like just because of the shaking that was going on so by this point, my two brothers are already up. Eli is in the room with my mom, just like, it's okay, it's okay. Um, it's funny how my family is just able to, like, you know, handle this kind of a situation. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul, like, right away is, grabs the phone. He's calling 911, uh, describing the situation. Right, right. My dad is right there handling me, and my younger brother Eli is handling my mom. And, you know, being like, don't worry, because my mom is one that will overreact and get crazy and stuff. <laughs> of um, so as parents, you're sitting there. Sorry if this is taking a while, but no, you're good, as man. parents, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, my God, why is my son like having these seizures and has glossy eyes mm-hmm. and his eyes are rolling back? And like, I'm seeing the whites of his eyes. Like you think what? Oh, this kid's high on drugs. Yeah. He is rolling yeah, or he something. just like a lot of acid or whatever it was but mind you i've never done those drugs and mm-hmm. that night i w- didn't do anything right so that's on saturday night i wake up wednesday <laughs> and i have tubes down my throat i was not yeah. apparently i wasn't breathing on my own i have this like it's called a stunt and it was sticking out the side of my neck because apparently in order to find out what happened what went wrong with me they uh, had to like put some dye in my body. And mm-hmm. when they put that sure. dye in, it shut my kidneys down 100%. Like I had zero kidney function. And my dad is actually a, uh, I don't want to say survivor. It's just weird to say, but he's kidney a donor. Yeah. No, no. Uh, he was a patient of, received. of kidney, of, of, uh, of kidney disease. Oh, okay. 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 So he yeah. had kidney disease and then my uncle gave him a kidney. So my dad's got is rocking one kidney, twenty plus years in the name of Jesus, you know. <laughs> hey, come on. Um, so right away, that's a big thing for him. So as soon as he hears, "Oh, your son is having kidney failure," on top of everything else that we don't know that's happening with him, then he's like, "Oh my god!" Man. Right? All this is going down, and I'm sitting there in my room. I've got the tube in my mouth. People are there and I'm just like, what is happening? I'm thirsty. I want this tube out of my mouth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, but anyways, um, so then there's the whole story of me going up to the the room. Right. So I'm sitting in the room and I just remember everything like came back Hmm. to me at that one time because I'm like, like what you had been doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, God basically said like, 
son, remember the promises I have for you. And I just was like in tears, crying. I was like, I had, like I said, Mm. I had Reese's in my mouth. And I was like, oh my God. And you've never had anything like this happen since. And okay, so what's wrong with me, by the way, is I have this thing called cerebral calvernous malformations. So the best way to describe it is if you take a spoonful of spaghetti and imagine that as uh, like blood vessels and it's clogged, like it's a spoonful of spaghetti, but of blood vessels like on my left frontal lobe and it just was bleeding out into the brain. And as it was bleeding out into the brain, that's what caused those seizures. seizures. Um, So my neurologist, thank God, man, my neurologist was basically like, yeah, we can take it out, but there's no need to take it out unless you have (laughs) another seizure like that. Um, and he was like, but we can take it out, but it's an expensive surgery. Right. And not only that, but it's going to take you three months to recover because mm. we have to get into the brain mm-hmm. and dig it's out. Not an easy, yeah, not an easy thing to do. They have to basically untie, unknot that, those, those blood vessels. So, you know, he said there's going to be some, like your whole right side will probably not work for a month. Um, or your left side's just going to be slower than your right side. Um, Gosh. right. So it's like, what the heck? Um, you didn't, you didn't have the surgery. I didn't have the surgery right. and I haven't had a seizure since, but the whole point of it is for about uh, two years, I was wrestling hmm. with God hmm. on that situation of going out, drinking, partying, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And then I'm still wanting to receive God's blessings Mm. on Sunday and be like, I'm still your servant, God. I'm still your servant and I'm here and I'll serve you however you want me. Use me, Lord. And nothing in my life in that period was going right. I literally was always out of money. I was always in fights with my ex. I was always in fights with my parents. And I wouldn't say it's like my strung out years as, as a kid, but like it just was not going well for yeah, me. Yeah, So, wow. you know, thank God because throughout two years of my life, he has never left my side. And then the day that that one thing happens, that one touch, from, that one touch one from touch. God right there on my frontal lobe. And it just reminded me like, okay, mm. God, this is not my life. My life does not belong uh. to me. My life belongs <laughs> to you, God. Use me however you want. And from that moment forward, it's been a process to get to where I'm at now. Sure. Of course. But, that's the whole thing that God loves is that you're working towards it, you know? Amen, man. So that is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's <laughs> like, I'm glad you said all of that because that's going to help somebody like mm-hmm. that is. And this is one of our points. Like the struggle will become your testimony. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you really set into the air and I, I feel that on my spirit that someone is going to say, I'm dealing with the same mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everything, maybe not, Exactly the same, but it's like, I'm struggling with that too. Yeah, yeah. That's so good, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it was crazy. But, you know, and like, like that's just the craziest thing because I, I hear you saying all this and like, I have seen God change your name now. Yeah. Like, like I've seen him change my name, mm-hmm. you know, and I, but I've seen him change your name from who, like, from that, mm-hmm. you know, seeing these kinds of things, not seeing everything you were doing, mm-hmm. not knowing everything you were mm-hmm. doing, but now seeing where you are now. It's yeah. like that one little touch or encounter with God will change everything. And mind you, this, this cal- cerebral malformation 
that I had or that I still have in my brain. I'm I'm 20 I'm 22 by the time this happens 22 21 years old yeah. and it's like the weirdest thing because of all my years of life it has never bothered me yeah up until that point up, up until, until that you point. started doing that stuff exactly and it's like why man right isn't that the funniest thing <laughs> because it's it's just it's man I'm telling you like <laughs> saying your dad was like like the Abraham kind of thing mm-hmm. and and now you're sitting here kind of like Jacob almost like str- like wrestling with God and mm-hmm. like you're struggling back and forth. And, and the worst part is I knew what I was doing was not right. And that's why you were saying to your dad, I'm so sorry. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. That's probably the reason why. Subconsciously, you, know? you yeah. knew that what you were doing wasn't right, mm-hmm. but you, oh my goodness, man. Think about like, oh, this is the, this is the story of the redemption. <laughs> this is the redemption story, dude, like straight up. And this is how it is as like in our Christian walk, mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you're saying all these kinds of things, like you're falling short, like, and you're, you're doing all these kind of like sinful things yeah. and whatever. And you're, you're, you're doing these things, mm-hmm. but like in that moment of your weakest point, like your dad was there, mm-hmm. like your father mm-hmm. was there. And when you started to fall, he like held on to you. Yeah, exactly. Like he never let you go. <laughs> Not just my father, but also but like my your, heavenly, your father. heavenly father. Like, and this is how it is with Christians. When mm-hmm. we like, when we are walking with Christ and we fall short, he like, he looks at us and he's like, what, like, you okay? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? And we like, we're like, I'm so sorry, God. And then we fall and he well, catches us. And you know, what's even funnier is when I, when I've, fell into my dad's arms. I thought I had fallen again, but I didn't. Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly how God is with us. Like, yeah. you may think you fell and you're saying, oh God, I'm not worthy. God says you're still in It's my like, arms. hey, you didn't hit the ground. I got uh, you. Uh, you, may f- you may feel like you hit the ground, but you didn't hit the ground. Mm. Man, I just... I just <laughs> It's so funny that you mentioned that I should share that. And I was like, I don't know if that fits. <laughs> well, yeah, because my mom and sister were both like, Easy's never told us the story of why he was in the hospital in the first place. Uh-huh. I kind of gave him a synopsis of why you were, but like, man, there was, oh, that's, that is the, like a, such a powerful testimony. Mm. Like, cause I didn't know you were doing some of that stuff either. Yeah, all man, of it, it either. Was, it was very secretive. But, My parents don't even know. That's and how, they'll probably find out <laughs> soon enough. They listen to this, they'll find out. Yeah. But that's just how it is. Like we never tell those kinds of things to mm-hmm. people because why it makes us That look, was just my secrets. It just we hide those things because we feel weak in that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or we feel like and we'll it was, be condemned. It was the worst thing ever too, because there I'm going to what we were at before Wesley. And you know, I'm helping lead worship there. And I'm yeah. helping lead worship there. But then the moment that that Wesley's over, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get drunk. Mm, yeah. I'm going to go drink. Yeah. I'm going to go like get <laughs> sinfully, baby. Like Woo! Sunday, Sunday after church, you know, people going out and doing whatever. Same, mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Oh, man. You know, like, I, there's just not much more to say in this. And we're going to wrap it up here in a second. <laughs> but, um, man, this stuff is just so powerful. And, and it, you know, like it says that Jacob had a limp. After, uh, after he had this wrestling yep. match with God. Yep. Why? Because God will leave something in your life to prove he is still like to prove that he was with you and he is with you mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. And that it's a proof of his power. Mm-hmm. Like one little touch, but like the power of God coming into your life, like people will see it. Yep. Jesus Christ, when he got up from the grave, 
God did not fill up the holes in his hands. He no. left him. Why? Yeah. There you go. Why? Because people could then see That's it. That's the testimony. That was the testimony of like, I am, I, I'm proving to you who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And that's, and see, and I think that's the thing, like, why you haven't had a problem since. Yeah. Because, you, like, your name was changed from that moment on. Mm-hmm. And Jacob, I, I, you know, we didn't read the rest of the story, but it's like, Jacob continues on, and it's not like he just lives a perfect life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He continues on and stuff, and you guys can keep reading through that, and we don't get into it. But, again, like, God is in the business of changing names. Mm-hmm. He changed the name of Jacob, obviously, Paul, mm-hmm. Peter, yep. right? Uh, Abraham and Sarah, like he, that's what he does. And all it takes is one little knockoff of a horse, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one little touch to a hip, one little thing that God will, will use mm-hmm. to transform your name to become what he, again, God knows the outcome and he's going to get you there. However he needs to get you there. Mm-hmm. And this may sound crazy, but you were given a name for a reason, <laughs> you know, all of us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, whatever your name is, look it up, find out what that meaning is and just kind of understand, you know, more so of your name because my name is Ezekiel, right? Yeah. Everyone calls me easy though. Yeah. But cuz it's easier to say than Ezekiel, but you know, the name meaning the the the, the <laughs> Sorry. The meaning of the name Ezekiel is God is my strength. Mm. <laughs> So it's like, I never really understood that growing up. But then after mm-hmm. that moment, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. I get it. Man. So just going forward for everyone listening, you know, what, like, what new name has God given you? Exactly. People might call you things. Your family might call you one thing. But what has God called you? And then what test or struggle has now become your testimony to, to share mm-hmm. with others? Mm-hmm. As easy to share with all of us. Like that incredible, incredibly powerful story so we're always valued always valued always valued um i'm just gonna leave it with that i think that's a perfect ending like just okay he's just scrap everything (laughs) i don't think anything else needs to be said we kind of touched on you know all these other things too wow that's cool so thank you for sharing that though that is incredibly powerful and i just felt something to tell you that before we did this one so glad you did so um listen if you guys are in that boat and you're saying, man, like that's me. Like I'm struggling. I'm wrestling with God. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's like, listen, I like, I'm ready to start that relationship with you. I'm ready to change yep, your name. Yep. I'm ready for your struggle to become a testimony. Um, and we always want to end these episodes with a prayer for salvation. So if yep. you are in that position, you're struggling with God, like he's doing something mm-hmm. like there's an outcome mm-hmm. that he's destined for you. So uh, the Bible says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. So we're going to say this prayer together um, so you can repeat. I feel, I just, mm, I feel something on my spirit right now that someone's going to be saying this prayer. So Holy Spirit, just working in them right now in this moment. Say it with me, guys. Yeah, so uh, just repeat after me. We're going to say, dear God. Dear God. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe. I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is your son. Is your son. And is Lord of all. And is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. And rose from the dead. And rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. Amen. Amen. Wow. If you guys just made that decision for the first time. 
we are celebrating with you, rejoicing with you, Welcome being glad fam. with you. Welcome to the family. Uh, you just made the best decision of your life. Um, you have a new name now. You are a new creation. The yes, old is gone. Are. The new is yep. here. Yep. Yep. Um, so if and we want to hear from you. We really want to hear from you. So reach out and let us know. Um, if you have a testimony of your, your own. Yeah, please share with us. Uh, we would love to hear that. And we will be praying for you as well. So send us an email at connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Yep, yep. Or hit us up in those DMs at Connection Podcast on Instagram. Yep. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, We love you all and have a fantastic week. Peace out, guys.